Hello and welcome to the second episode of Untitled, sponsored and presented by TDF3 Corp. Today we have our first special guest, and he is on Google Meets today. His name is McKinley Haw. He is a graduate of uh, Garner Hayfield Ventura of University of Northern Iowa, so he's a Panther, and he's currently working as an athletic trainer over at the Waterloo School District. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining, McKinley. Hey, thanks for having me on, Trav. You know, you asked me, and I was just super excited there. Never done anything like this before, so I'm excited to give it a go. Yeah, well, uh, believe it or not, it's only my second time doing it, too, so. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, anything you want to you wanna bring up before we get into the Green Bay aspect? Uh, just getting in. I don't know a little about me. Yeah. I'm a... Big Cats guy, you and I, Panther here. I graduated with my bachelor's and my master's degree there from the University of Northern Iowa, the best school in Iowa, actually. <laughs> you know, I was kind of curious because I've talked to a bunch of different people, and I don't know quite as many people, um, weirdly enough, from Northern Iowa. What's like your favorite spot over there? I know they got the Hill District and a lot of fun nightlife, but I'm not really sure um, what you would say would be kind of the spot. Well, you know, there's two that I tend to go to a lot. You know, if you're going down there in the hill, you got to go, especially in the summer, Social House. There's got the outdoor upstairs patio where you can go play bags. They got stuff for heaters and stuff for the fall and just enjoy the weather there in the summer, spring and fall, have a few drinks. And then if you're going there to Maine, Definitely got to try out Derringer's. It's a country bar, so it's not everyone's type of bar. But they always got live bands every Saturday night, every now and then once a month. Or have a bull if you feel like riding a bull and you got a few beers in you. They're both my two favorite picks, personally. Definitely. Well, yeah, well, let's, uh, let's welcome on McKinley Haw. Today, over in Untitled, once again presented by TDF3 Corp., we're going to go over our trip to Green Bay this past weekend. We're going to talk about the Packers game a little bit afterwards. We got Dog of the Week. That's a new segment. It's the first time Aaron today, so me and McKinley will have a little bit of who we think was the dog over the past seven days. We're going to go over college football, NFL, kind of how the game's wrapped up over the past week, and we're going to go back onto my favorite segment, What's Hot, What's Not. Towards the end, we're going to get into the People's Top Ten and our Two Locks of the Weekend. Today is Tuesday, October 4th, and we could not be more excited for the middle of football season. It's officially feeling like that time of year, McKinley. Oh, you know, we're getting right into the heat of the season here for the NFL, coming into week five. Got another week or two down in college, and then actually here in Iowa, we're starting to wrap up and get into the playoffs for high school football. Another two or three weeks, depending on what class you are, so... We're right in the thick of the football season, that's for sure. Oh, definitely. Hey, uh, did you, uh, before we get too much into Green Bay, I thought we had a conversation about somebody on Waterloo's team that was similar to what DK Metcalf had this past weekend. Did you hear he had the shits? <laughs> oh, funny you should say that. Well, you know, we had a little player here that had an issue there Friday night to where they kind of had a little collision and being the athletic trainer there at the 
good old Waterloo schools. I got really nervous there. I'd have to do, in a play, someone decided to grab, tug, and twist a man's uh, testicles. A little oh different God. than the shits from DK. But I was a little nervous there. I'd have to do an evaluation. But luckily, he came out of that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not something I was ready to do. But I had, if I had to, I would have. Grown man's game, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, uh, McKinley, let me hear about your highlights from the Green Bay trip. Uh, specifically, not the Packers game. We'll get into that a little bit later. But what was kind of uh, your favorite parts of the trip? It was pretty fun. You know, I had a blast there at the trip. I'm still recovering a little bit. We were talking about that before we started recording here. You didn't have quite as long as a drive, so you got a little lucky there. But... If I had to say my favorite parts other than the games, definitely just pregame in the game there at Stadium View. It feels like you're at a whole tailgate, and it could have been equivalent to a whole parking lot of the stadiums the size of that bar. Oh. And then, honestly, just seeing you a little drunk walking around Friday night oh kind of made my night there, or Saturday night, I guess. Yeah. That was pretty entertaining. That was, uh, that was a bit of a trip. I'm not going to lie, though. Uh, I was a little disappointed in the sardine can. Um, for the viewers who haven't been to Green Bay, the sardine can is exactly what you would think it would be by the name. It's just a place where people kind of get way too bunched up into a, a bar. It feels like a college bar, but it definitely gets people of a lot of different ages. It's just uh, a crazy time. But honestly, compared to last year, I wasn't, you know, I, uh, I wasn't too sure about that one. You know, another one of my highlights, I have to say, is definitely we were there at the Black Saddle, and the bartender was busy, so Travis here decided to ask one of the security guards if he could make us some vodka Red Bulls. He just laughed and looked at us, and then next thing you know, he uh, poured two cups full of vodka and then just cracked two Red Bulls and pretty much said, good luck, boys, have fun. That was pretty sweet. He literally that just gave us the cool. can. He gave us the can, and he poured it up. It was at least three quarters full. A vodka. It was awesome. I mean, that was... Uh, I call that I, drinking on a budget. I'm not even going to lie. That, uh, I kind of forgot about that. And that's actually a pretty cool moment, too. Um, also, um, before the game, so let's... So on Saturday, we got there around about 2 o'clock, and then we bar hopped. We watched a lot of college football. I'm kind of excited to get into the college football here in a little bit, too. That was awesome. I mean, we saw some really good games this past weekend. Anyways, we bar hopped, and then we went back kind of hung out for about an hour and a half or so, got an Uber, and then we started the nightcap. And on Sunday, we were able to kind of walk around and get over to kind of the block party surrounding Green Bay. It's super fun on game days. They're just showing a, you know, they're showing a bunch of TVs and there's bars all over. There's this place we hung out at most of the time, Stadium View, it has some live entertainment. So we were just getting a couple drinks and hanging out there. I'm not going to lie. Patriot fans were a lot nicer than I was expecting. You know, not that we didn't have last year we went to the Seahawks game together. Not that we had any bad experiences with them. But I feel like just the guys from Boston, they were more talkative. And I feel like we talked to way more people this year than we did last year coming from Boston. They had no problem with us Packers fans, but they sure hated their Bills and Jets. Yeah, they, uh, they hated them. I think that I kind of got the idea of Philly fans thinking about the East Coast, and they're, like, horrible. You hear some horror stories from that kind of group. And maybe I was just bunching in Boston fans over there, but I don't know. Um, I was expecting them to be kind of, you know, assholes. But honestly, not too bad. 
maybe we haven't seen the worst of them yet. I think when you go into Green Bay and it's a non-divisional and heck, it wasn't even the same league. They're AFC versus NFC. I mean, maybe we just didn't really see a big rivalry and that's why they're kind of nonchalant about it. But overall, I was kind of expecting worse from them, but they're kind of chill. Anyways, uh, Packer game. Uh, I've had a couple. I've had a little bit to kind of think about this because at first, you know, we we're coming into the game, we we're ten point favorites, and I was expecting us to blow them out, and we kind of were in for a really good game, and it took me uh, about half the trip to kind of come into the, my senses that we were in a pretty fun game, and. Though we did definitely get outplayed, it's really hard to lose. It's really hard to win in the NFL in general. Every game's a battle, and the Patriots—they're a well-coached team, and they did a—they did a couple things in the early stages of the game that we had to kind of adapt to midway through that we kind of weren't prepared for because we really only had film on Mac Jones, and now we had to not only try to prepare for Brian Hoyer, but we had to also prepare for Zappy, who. I'm not going to lie, it was pretty cool. I had no idea who he was until I Googled him at halftime, and he's a Western Kentucky alum. And, th I mean, that's that's kind of interesting himself, but he was pretty good in college. I mean, he lit people up. He was a touchdown machine back at Western Kentucky. Can we take a minute just to say, if you look at him and you look at Mac Jones with side-by-side yeah. -side pictures, they look identical. You would have... If they didn't have different numbers and different names, you could have said Mac Jones was out there playing. He just said, screw the ankle injury. I'm just going to put a different jersey on. You know how guys have types? I think Bill Belichick has a type because, I mean, Tom Brady, he's not too off of that either. They got that pretty – it's the haircut. It's all – they got the same haircut going on. Yeah, I, Bill Belichick is as predictable as a, a white woman in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but no um about the game uh the patriots did you see that they kept on bringing in a sixth lineman yeah because they kept saying the whole time that he was ineligible yeah. ineligible yeah uh number 61 or something um at first yep. i mean i didn't catch on till later and then i was listening to the packers post game on the way back and holy shit dude um that's I was trying to put two and two together. Sometimes you don't notice things because you don't hear the commentators talking when you're at the game and most of the you know, most of the time you're kind of just enjoying the game and looking around, seeing everything in, at Lambo because it's awesome. But I mean, that was uh thinking back on it, that had to have been an adjustment because first of all, Rashawn Gary had an awesome game. But the whole defense had to kind of adjust midway through because nobody can prepare for six linemen. No, that's definitely something. It's not an everyday look, and that's just kind of the Bill Belichick way of he's probably just keeping us on our toes. And just if you want to talk about defense, not that the Packers had a bad defense, I just don't think they were ready with that. And I think our defense was very much outplayed by Patriots. Yeah. When's the last time you could say Aaron Rodgers got a pick six on him and at home? Not even pick six, but at home. I think they, like, we just expected to blow them out. And... They came out and they were fighting and not trying to give up, and it kind of shook us a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, I am kind of – there was a couple players on the defense that I was really excited to see do well. 
Um, Quay Walker looked awesome. It felt like he was getting every single tackle that game. And Rashawn Gary, he was doing well himself. Um, offensively, it, we continue to see an awesome run game. And that's really awesome to see because we need Aaron Rodgers to have a little bit of help while we figure out the whole offensive um, passing game. It's going to be a while, and we just got to be in for a little bit of a trip. But the running game looks awesome. I mean, Jones, he he's just a rocket launcher, man. He gets the ball, he goes forward five yards, and then he gets hit and goes forward another three. A.J. Dillon, Quadzilla, he looks awesome too. He's kind of a switch up because he's somebody who will grind it right down the middle and not go so far east and west. Not as quick, but just a strong guy. But it's really cool to see some key players of our defense stepping up, young players especially, and also the run game. Oh, we're gonna, we're, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's going to figure it out at some point, but we also got to make sure that we're, we're doing well with the run game and our defense is sticking up. And for right now, I think that's all we need. We need to get through some games while we're figuring everything else out. Going into the passing game a little bit, I told you again, kind of on Sunday, going in, I wanted us to actually use way back during the draft, I wanted Kirsten Watson to be our first-round draft pick, which we ended up with the steal there, getting him in the second. And I still believe that he's going to come back and start playing more into the offense. But Romeo Dobbs is really looking like our number two receiver right now. Oh, yeah. And if it wasn't last week that started it, this week especially, he had that touchdown, I'd six receptions I'm pretty sure close to over 100 yards and he almost had that second one there that he just being a rookie kind of fumbled it up in there but he looks really great at number two Alan Lazard definitely our number one by a mile now I don't know that he had a bad reception that game he had over 100 yards yeah I agree it's cool to see the young receivers stepping up Randall Cobb, he's kind of the clutch player we're relying on in big moments right now. Him and Lazard, Lazard's looking awesome. I mean, he uh, he's stepping up. It's really hard to say that he's a you know a wide receiver one because he doesn't. You don't feel like he's that talented, but he makes good plays. He gets open. He gets those really quick routes. He catches the ball and goes down. And honestly, when it's like third and five, third and six, if he can just get it seven yards out and just fall on the floor, that's all we need. Um, he's not fast, but he makes good plays. And God, that Dobbs catch that got overturned. It was not a. It was not a completion. We saw it a couple times on the instant replay. Lambeau Field wanted to see that be a completion because that was an awesome moment. But, man, that would have been an incredible grab. He made some good plays, and that would have just capped off a really nice game. Yeah, we're going in there. That happened to be – our seat just happened to be in that corner of the end zone where he made that yeah. reception. And at first we thought it was a catch. We didn't realize that they called it an incomplete. And it was just – everyone was cheering. And once they called that back and then everyone wanted that challenge. And I was one of them too yelling. But after looking at the replay, that was probably – yeah, they made the right call there. Yeah. Keeping it. Yeah, they did. And then we had uh, we also were right in front of Christian Watson or Christian Watson when he got that. Uh, it was pretty much a handoff, but it was called a pass because it was two feet forward. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers sneaked in a touchdown. Great blocking. Another thing about Lazard, he's a great blocker. I mean, he uh, he hits people. He does it right as a wide receiver. You, I was watching that 49er game last night and. 
the one thing the 49ers do really well too is they're really a running team and everybody on that team can block. They open up gaps and are able to break these open because they do small wide receiver screens and then they just go for about 10 yards because they have, you know, a bunch package on one side and then they got some incredible blockers to get them open. Just, you know, Debo Samuel or um, Ayuki can just sit right behind them and go forward. So, um, anyways, yeah, the Packer game, I'm under the impression that that was probably the way it needed to go. I lost some money. I put in a system play and ended up being Packers minus nine and a half. Of course, they didn't cover, but they won the game in overtime, and we saw an incredible game. So I don't have too many worries about that. And, you know, I had to go. I actually hit the bet. I went the over on the game, and we the whole time. It was a slow start the first half, but the second half we really started to rack up those points, and I managed to hit that. So I had a little double win there with the Packers winning and the over hitting. Yeah. Awesome game in general. Really happy we did it again. Uh, fun time the night before. We're uh, trying to work it through the morning of. And honestly, I for a little while, I didn't even want to drink when I woke up. But then that second wind hit, and it was not half as bad as last year. I mean, we were – I was I – I think you were too, but I was hung over as fuck last year. It was awful. But this year was a little bit better. I had some left over. Um, of course, I don't want to drink at the game, but all, all I could think about at that point was just enjoying it and getting through. But the night right before pregame, the block party, I mean, have a couple bloodies and maybe a beer before we go, watch some great football, hang out in a crowd, get some entertainment. It's always a good time there at Stadium View. Anyways, let's move forward. We talked about the Packer game for a while, and I apologize. This is uh, the post-game for us because this was our trip for the year going to the Green Bay. Maybe we'll go again in the playoffs. I think we got an idea if we're able to make the NFC Championship somehow, um, and it's in Green Bay, I think. I I'm going to pull the trigger on it. I'm going to try to get you to McKinley because it's an awesome time, and uh, even if we don't go to the game – um, just hanging out at Stadium View or D2 or something, it's just a big party. And I can't even imagine what it's going to be like on if a potential NFC Championship game at home. So, all right, we'll move on from the Packer game. we got a lot of other games we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. Before we get to that, how about we talk about our Dog of the Week? Since you're my guest today, McKinley, do you want to give your Dog of the Week first? Well, you know, I know who your dog of the week is going to be already because we talked about that. But for no, my dog of the I week. I didn't tell you. I told you uh, uh, an idea I had. but You swapped it up? I didn't. Yep. I, uh, I wanted it to be a surprise. All right. Well, I had to pick my dog of the week, you know. My boy Zach Wilson there. He's back. Step aside, young gravy. He's an NFL quarterback, and he just won his first game back coming off of an injury. I'm sure there were some real mothers there at that game that were waiting for him when he stepped right outside of that stadium. Zach That's Mil my dog of the week. Zach Milson, baby. Zach Milson. Zach Milson. <laughs> Dude, he's awesome. I was talking about him a little bit last week in the podcast. It was kind of cool to see him back. Honestly, I like Joe Flacco, and I also like Trubisky, and when we talk about the Steelers, it hurts to see him go because I actually have some type of weird fandom for both those two. I think it's because Joe Flacco was always getting shit on because he won a Super Bowl, and they didn't think he was an elite quarterback, and he was just ran through with uh, Ray, you know, Ray Lewis, but I don't know. I kind of like seeing him out there. I get it. 
Jets don't have a team this year. They got to focus on the future. But dude, uh, passing. Would you have guessed that he had a receiving touchdown before a passing touchdown this year? You know, I definitely would not have seen that coming. It's just, you know, he just showed more of his skills. And way back, I like to pick a quarterback in the draft every year that gets drafted that I think is going to be kind of come out as a good quarterback. And the year before I picked Herbert, was I thought he was one of the best quarterbacks. No, you didn't. Nobody, nobody yeah, would have guessed I, Herbert. No, I, I picked Herbert. You know, I'm a big Duck fan, too. don't know if you knew that about me. And I saw him with those Ducks. And... <laughs> Coming into this next year was I picked Zach Wilson, and I I still think there's hope there that he can come back and he can be a great quarterback there. He's not out as the Jets. He's Jets QB one, and I bet he can keep it going. You know, with that wind, uh, you know the wind this past weekend, you might think so. You might be the guy. Um, I think it's way too early to tell, but uh, I mean, it's just one win, but. I don't know. Maybe he's the guy. He's kind of got some swagger in the locker room. I'm guessing the players like him. I mean, who can hate him when he kind of has that offseason news? So uh, putting together a win, uh, first game back against the Steelers team that, I mean, I I don't think they're very good. I'm kind of coming to the conclusion. I like the Steelers, and it's hard to say a Mike Tomlin team will be under 500, but I think they're going to be under 500 this year. Um, They just don't have it right now, but – You know, Jets pulled out a win, and if they could win six games this year, I mean, is that a winning season for them? I'm definitely not. I'm not so. I don't think they're going to go playoffs this year or anything, but compared to last year, I bet they're going to have. They've already got two wins on the season, so I bet they're going to pull out a seven or eight win season here and just continue to develop. With all those draft picks they got this year, they're bound to excel under a new coaching staff as well. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I like them, but all right, my dog of the week. I went a little bit different. I uh, chose a celebrity by chance, and I'm talking about NBA YoungBoy. Um, in case you don't know, he's a rapper. Um, his name NBA stands for No Never Broke Again. He uh, had his tenth child today. Um, quick uh, quick Q and A. McKinley, how old do you think he is? I'm going to go and I'm going to say something like 23, 24. Oh, you're not off. Uh, 22. Yeah, 22 celebrating oh, really? his 10 kids. 10 kids and 22. That's an insane number. You just you, do, you you know when, do you know how old he was when his first child came around? I did not dive that too deep. I just think the ratio is pretty awesome. I mean, he that dude's fucking. He's just having a good time. Holy shit. Yeah, anyways, NBA young boy never broke again until he pays all this alimony off. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's my uh, dog of the week. You want to get into college football just a little bit? Of course, you know, starting it off there, I think we should start with the first game we were watching there. And that would have been Iowa State, Kansas. I know that we were really opposing bets there. I had the Iowa State minus three while you were shooting the Kansas plus three. We made it a little more interesting, and uh, the loser of that bet had to buy the first round. So we had some fireball there. I don't know if you remember that at that point, but you got your shot. You got your shot. Um, I was really – 
I can't say I was disappointed with Iowa State's offense by any means. I think it's their special teams that really needs to do the work. Their defense, it was really hard. I think we're just starting to see how great Kansas's offense is, and that was really their first challenge. I don't think with Duke or the other teams they had this year, it was really a tough game for them. But that freshman kicker, I believe he is, for Iowa State, might need to start looking a different direction than football after missing three field goals there that game. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a little embarrassing. I mean, you look back at it, and Iowa State had opportunities to win. Kansas did feel like they kind of controlled the game that whole time. And what was kind of cool was Kansas won this game with their defense. I mean, they only scored 14 points, and you look back at all their games, I mean, I don't think they've been below 30 points the whole year. And you kind of got wondering, first of all, have they really played anybody that great yet? Iowa State, I'd say they're a good team. Um, in fact, I, they had a pretty good game this next week. Uh, I, who was it again? They play uh, Kansas State, Iowa State. That's right. They're just going through Kansas right now. And that's actually going to be at Hilton, too. Um, I was looking at it. It was like a two-point spread. They're not – I don't know what I'm going to pick. I, I like the under in that game, to be honest. But I like Iowa State in that game, too, coming off of a tough loss to Kansas, who they haven't lost to in, was it seven years? I mean, they did, lose, they did lose to a football school, though. I mean, we, we can't – You know, Travis, them. it's still a football season, not quite Hilton Stadium yet, but they're playing Jack oh, Trice, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, Basketball's not quite yet. Yeah. I, maybe I'm just excited. I think Iowa State's going to be really good at basketball this next year. But their football team, I mean, it's not over yet. Two losses. Um, I don't know. I love the Big 12 right now. Um, I don't think they're – mostly I love them because it's like a wild race where I don't think any of them have a shot to make the playoffs. Kansas won't win out. I mean, Kansas State's also um, doing really good, and TCU's undefeated, and I'm going to talk about them a little bit later. But none of them are really playoff contenders in my eyes, but they have, they're going to have a wild chase for who wins this thing because I have no idea. Oklahoma is not the team they used to be. And I think that Kansas, Kansas TCU, first of all, uh, they're part of my system play this next week. Two teams that are both undefeated at the spread. They're not only undefeated, but they have not lost a spread. TCU versus Kansas. I uh, I marked that game up, and they're actually going to Lawrence, which you think is a trap game because I don't know if I don't know if if they ever have been to Lawrence before for college game day or how long it's been. But man, it's been a long, long time since that, and I'm kind of excited about that game coming up next. You know, moving over from those games and out of the Big 12, should we talk about that Georgia-Missouri game? The Mizzou, you know, they looked really good. And Georgia, they, as good as Georgia's been in the past, I don't know that they're that team this year. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think that Missouri, you know, they're a little bit sneakier than people think. There's always trap games, and Missouri's always kind of like the trap game. They played Auburn pretty well the week before. And they come in, and Georgia's, in, you know, Georgia's in town, and I don't know. I, I, I just don't think that we should overreact after that game. Georgia might be that team. Even talking like about, them. I mean, 
I feel like Bama a few weeks ago had a vulnerable game too. So I yeah. feel like looking at Georgia to have a big bounce back this week. Yeah. Not that they not that they lost last week, but it felt like a loss to them. I'm sure in that locker room after the game. Yeah, I and, bet it did. Um, remember, uh, remember at the bar, I can't remember which one it was, but the dude in the Arkansas jersey or the Arkansas <laughs> quarter zip. Yeah, that was a that was a funny time. I uh, I was telling him that I was a Missouri guy and that I was from Missouri, and he was he was not having. It. I was giving him shit for being a Razorback, even though they're pretty good this year. But I don't know. I was telling him he was like in the discount team around the South. So. No, you were giving him a little. You started to rub him wrong right away when you went and sat by his woman there. Well, you know, he was was playing up. He was standing up playing darts. What am I supposed to do, man? I mean, not even his woman, his wife of all people. Oh, was it his wife? It was his wife. He told you that. Uh, I I I don't remember that, but I mean, I don't know. They're playing darts, man. Uh, What What am I supposed to do? I just wanted a place to sit, to be honest. So. I mean, kind of, kind of wanted a place to sit, but <laughs> I don't know. Shoot or shoot, I guess. I don't know. Um, another good game, Baylor-Oklahoma. I mean, we're talking about the Big 12 again. Um, Oklahoma, I guess I didn't talk – or Oklahoma State, my bad. Um, they went to Baylor and beat them by 11. Not only did they win, but they covered, which is pretty important. Uh I don't think they're they're going to lose to somebody. Oklahoma State always does that, even when they had Brandon Whedon, which was holy moly, that's a, a long, long time ago. They always find a way to not make the playoffs or be like a, you know, they're going to make a great bowl game, but that was an awesome win. I like Oklahoma State. The mullet, I mean, that dude, uh, who was he? We saw him right outside the bathroom at. Ah, uh, yeah, um, you were what talking. Was the, what was that he told us that at? was his bet, too. Dude, he was a better. He was talking he was about. A, he was a sports guy. He was telling us about Kansas, and he was telling us about that Oklahoma State game. He's big in Big Twelve. Oh yeah, he was loving it. And him. personally, I mean, looking at the way Oklahoma State played, I know I could see them winning the Big Twelve. I'm not saying they're going to be a top four college football team by the end of the year, but I could see them pulling out the Big Twelve. There, have a few tough games down the road. There, I'm sure they play Kansas State, Kansas. Oklahoma, I'm pretty sure that'll be a game that's always close, no matter how good either team is. But I could see him winning the Big 12 this year. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't hate on that opinion. Um, they're good. I mean, both teams were good. It was a great matchup. I had Baylor minus two in that game. Um, or was it plus two? Um, you had Baylor. They were, they were minus, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they were minus they were two. It, it they was were at favorite. home. I mean... I like Baylor after watching them versus Iowa State. They look good, but maybe they were got a little too too excited after that game. Oklahoma State, I maybe underestimated them. Uh, they're a good team, but all right. Um, I really hyped up two games last week on the podcast, and I was one of one. I was really in that Iowa Michigan game. I I was saying Iowa was going to cover eleven points, and to be honest and be fair. We almost did. <laughs> I mean, it, it was an awful game from start to finish. Iowa does not look good. Oh, my God. They uh, they cannot move the ball on offense. Their defense even gave up some lapses. I think that we rely on the defense to score so many points that we forget that we actually have to play a little bit of offense. Brian, Brian Ferentz is so bad. I mean, 
you know, Brian Ferentz needs gone. Petrus needs gone. They just need to completely rework that offense. You can't trust a defense I, to no, carry okay, a whole okay. season. I, don't, I get it. People say um, Petrus, he shouldn't be starting. But I kind of agree with Kirk a little bit. I, there's probably a reason at this point that Padilla is not playing. I mean, I don't know if it's all Petrus, but the play calls and I don't know, man. I it, it, maybe Padilla is not that good either. You know, when you got the worst offense in the college football, they're it ain't not hurt the you. worst now. They're not the absolute oh, worst. They sorry, were a week ago, second, but third you know, worst? fourteen points. They did a little bit against Michigan to <laughs> bump up those numbers. So, not the okay, worst. Well, when you're one of the worst offenses there. It's not gonna. You're not gonna get any lower than the bottom there if you do a QB swap. If you're already trusting your defense to win you a game, throw them in. Show the people why you're not putting them in. Then prove your point. Yeah, I uh, I can see that a little bit. But honestly, a lot of good games this week. Uh, college football and NFL. It was uh it was a lot. I mean, I was we were watching football even though we were out moving around. I mean, every place we went to had a TV and I had my like eyes locked in. I had a lot on the line. I mean, I put in eight bets for college football. I put in another was it five? I only put in five for NFL. I wanted to focus on the Packer game. Um in my system play, I am now two what am I? Am I two for four in system plays? Not very good, but it's a system play. It's more a bet you have to make. I did not feel good putting the Packers 9.5, but th- those big spreads just feel like you're about to lose money on them because nobody cares when you're up by 20 if you win by 24 or 21. But the line says 22, and I give a shit. I mean, I wish that uh, I wish that teams played for the spreads a little bit more, but it's understandable why they don't. So... Anyway, let's uh, let's mix over. Let's start talking about NFL for just a little bit. The big news of the week, it was Tua. I mean, that was uh, painful to watch. He couldn't even move his fingers. It looked awful when he was just sitting there. He probably shouldn't have played. Um, he definitely shouldn't have played. I they're, they're working over the protocols right now. One thing about it, though, is did you notice how many people could not resume their game? due to concussion protocol. You know, we talked about that a lot there, even in the game where Adrian Amos and even Brian Horror went out with concussions during that game. And it was, I know another game that stood out to me that I read an article on was during the Bucks game. I forget who it was, but someone went out of the game. Apparently they ran into a ref after they got tackled. So they were clearly out of it. And he was allowed a few plays later just to go right back in. And I will say being the devil's advocate here, it is very much a a neurosurgeon should have definitely probably picked up on that stuff in Tua's case. But on the case with this Bucks guy, you don't always get symptoms right away to yeah. where you might not get a headache for 15, 20 minutes after you actually make the hit. But it's important for those players to let them know, hey, I'm getting a headache now. I remember this big hit earlier. You got to they got to look out for themselves, too. Yeah, that makes sense, and I get it. I'm, I, this might be a hot take. I felt like it was a little bit of an overcorrection. Just I've never seen so many people leave a game for concussion. But, I mean, it, it's, 
it's brand new news. It happened on a Thursday before a football Sunday. But man, did you even uh what was it? There was a, a couple quarterbacks that were out. Um, Tyrod Taylor. Um, there was the Giants. They were on. There were what was it? There there was just a lot. I was I, I don't have the list pulled up right now, but it was kind of shocking to see how many people were called out because of a concussion. But I I'd like to yeah. see if it adjusts as the season goes on. But, man, it, it's so hard to track, and I don't even know what tools we have in place to be able to effectively indicate whether somebody should proceed or not. It's really hard, but, man, it just I felt like it was really weird to see that many people go out with a concussion. It wasn't just the Packer game. It was all over the league. I'll throw you in here a little information about Tua here, just with my athletic training background, and I'm that guy who does the concussion evals and determines if players yeah. stay or leave in the games that I do. So what Tua did is it's called a second impact syndrome. So he definitely that no denying that first week he had a concussion. I mean everyone could see it. He was out of it yeah. and falling back down, but they put him back in that game anyway. So what a second second impact syndrome is, is he still got those symptoms going on. Those aren't going to go away after one or two days when he's falling over while he walks. So his brain's still kind of swollen. It's kind of maybe rattling around a little more. And what second impact syndrome is, is while those symptoms are still going on, he went and got hit. He got a second concussion. And with that second concussion, typically your biggest fear is it can be a brain bleed. Yeah. And luckily, I don't think... Ed, Signs of stroke, his fingers moving around. I'm not calling that a stroke, but that's definitely symptoms. He didn't have any control of his hands right there, his fingers especially. So that's why they make these protocols. And it's a shame that the NFL kind of did follow along with those. And we're seeing a lot here. I'm interested to see how they rework that yeah. system for concussions. It's going to take a while too, though. I mean, they put these in place. I, I think they're going to be pretty strict in the near future. But, I mean, it's going to take multiple weeks before they come up with an actual... Um, the know. last time that they revised a concussion protocol, I believe they said was 2011. Oh, you're shitting me. I just saw some... There was some player that got a big hit and he was allowed to return. And after that, he ended up having like a brain bleed or something. So oh, that's yeah. the last time... They made little revisions, but that's the last time they completely reworked the whole entire uh, concussion protocol. Yeah, I mean, look at Antonio Brown right now. I mean, <laughs> no, bad, <laughs> bad, bad joke, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it will be interesting. I I just I was kind of startled and shocked at how many people right after that happened. But yeah, they need to do something like that, and I can see that with your athletic back or, or athletic trainer background. You uh, you know a lot more than I do. I'm just an avid fan, a lover of football, so. Yeah, that's, uh, that's cool to know. Anyways, um, there were a couple more good games. That was the first one, and I think that was awesome, uh, the Bengals versus the Dolphins. I mean, outside of the, of course, Tua. Teddy Bridgewater came in, still made it kind of interesting. Bengals were the better team, though, especially when the Dolphins had a backup quarterback towards the end. Joe Burrow, he's kind of got a swagger back. That was awesome to see. Joe Swaggy's back. Um, Vikings. Uh, I actually am a little uh, upset about that. I mean, I actually won my bet. I put the Vikings to win by two or more, so they did win by they did win by more than two, and that was awesome. But I started Alvin Kamara because they had that London game, and 
I will, by the time I even thought about fantasy football, which is usually around like 10, 30, 11 o'clock, Drew Christensen was almost over. Yeah, yeah, it's almost over. And I honestly knew it was on there, but for some reason I didn't get the notice that Alvin Kamara was out. So, boy, I mean, Saints are just hurting right now. They, uh, they have a great team, and I think once everybody gets healthy again, they're going to they're gonna make a little bit of a run and make some noise. But right now, I mean, they they got to get healthy. They don't have you know, much going their way. We didn't necessarily get a chance to watch the game, sleeping in a little bit, you know, heads hurting there Sunday morning. But <laughs> watching those highlights, we had the old double doink there to end the game where the Saints went to kick that field goal in. That's kind of crazy there, hitting the field goal twice, and it's still not going in. Yeah, I mean, let's not give him too much hate. It's not a Cody Parkey field goal. I mean, that was from 30 or 40 yards out. This one was 61. That's a hard That's a hard leg. I mean, we're seeing a lot I'm better saying that, I'm just saying that it was pretty funny there. You yeah. Know, that's really got to – that's got to rip some Saint fans' hearts out watching that bounce like that. Yeah, that is a, a little – a little embarrassing, but it's a long field goal. I don't give him too much shade for that. Um, good game. I mean, another good game, honestly. It was a close one. It was pretty much how it was supposed to be. I mean, two-point spread. Uh, well, it was just about right around there. I mean, field goal, field goal game. It's awesome. Uh, another one, let's just talk about the Bears a little bit. Um, Packers play the Giants next week. I think the spread's about seven and a half, if I remember right. I'm not going to touch that game, even though I think we're going to absolutely demolish that spread. Um, Giants, Giants are a weird team. Uh, Daniel Jones needs to get healthy again. But what's up with the NFC North this week playing backup quarterbacks? I mean, even the Bears were playing a third string at one point in the game. And Daniel Jones, not only did he get hurt, but he lined up at wide receiver. Yeah, there was just a bunch of weird. I'd say all around in the NFL, you saw some wild plays this week in some weird formats. Talking about the Jets game earlier, you said with old Zach Wilson with the receiving touchdown. That's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, that was a good time. It, it was it was a weird week, but honestly, I thought it was a really good week. I loved the college football matchups. We're starting to see conference matchups and some good football, a lot more on the line. College football is getting really fun, and the best part about it is there's a game all day. I mean, the same thing you could technically say about the NFL, but, I mean, you could line up five TVs and be watching an interesting game at all time right now. So, but well, not NFL, even that, but you you can start your games there at 11 a.m., and you can go until midnight or not with those Pac-12 games going late. You can watch 13, 14 straight hours of football. If you oh, want. yeah. That's why, you, uh, that's why I was late to Green Bay. I was watching that Washington game. Uh, it was Washington versus UCLA. Awesome game. US, UCLA looked good. Washington has a great offense, but UCLA is kind of good. Um, they might give USC a little bit of run for their money. Uh, Lincoln-Riley action, maybe take them down, become the better team in California. I don't know. Um, back to NFL, though. Uh, let's talk. Raiders won their first one. Uh, Devontae. Devontae got a win with the Raiders. They might not be a horrible team anymore. Um, not not much to say about it. I think the Broncos are kind of like the Packers, finding out their offense. I like them. They have a great defense, but they're playing some good competition. I mean, people were hyping up that division before the season even started. 
I think they've been a little disappointing so far. Broncos aren't the offensive powerhouse people thought they'd be. Raiders, they thought, were just going to put up massive points, which they kind of have been. But, you know, it's good to see them win. I don't, I don't hate the Raiders, but uh, I was honestly a little surprised at their start this year. You know, Raiders definitely had a slow start. I figure they should probably be realistically a two and two team. Yeah. Maybe even a three and one team here. But they just have I think that's one of the hardest conferences or divisions there in the NFL that they gotta deal with. Cause they're sitting there with the Chiefs, is it Chiefs, Chargers, and Broncos? Yeah. Chief Chargers, Broncos. Broncos might I don't know. I think give Russell Wilson another year here and he'll start to figure out the offense a little more. But I'm sure that there's a bunch of Bronco fans disappointed with how he's doing, you know. They're yeah. just trying to let Russ cook there, but. <laughs> let Russ cook. <laughs> Let's uh, ride, Bronco country. <laughs> oh talking into some other games that kind of stood out for me there is the old the Bills Ravens game. I think the Bills are definitely the number one team in the NFL after that game. Oh coming God, back, yeah. they were down by down by over two scores. Coming against another Ravens team that's going to make a deep playoff run. Yeah, those are two good teams. Awesome game. Uh, hot take: uh, Lions might have a better offense than the Bills. So I mean, watch you know out the Lions are the number one scoring offense in the NFL right now. Are they really? Yeah, they are. They're averaging like 30 points a game or 20-some. They're they're hitting the over. They're beating the over by an average of 23 points a game. You're shitting me. That nope, is that, insane. I saw that today on Twitter. Um, no way. Are yeah, they they're beating the, the over? over on average in their first four games by it was like 21.3 or 23.1 points. Are they undefeated at the over, though? They're, four, they're the only 4-0 team. Oh, my the, God. That's awesome. You know what? Coming into the even last year, the Lions always covered the spread. They're uh, they're uh, you know, lose at the last, lose at the last second kind of team. Uh, they're interesting. They're a field goal team, and they're not supposed to be that good. Seahawks. I mean, they shouldn't have lost that. I think Geno's a little overrated, but the the Lions have such a bad defense. I mean, giving up almost fifty points. The, the, Jared Goff, man. I mean. Um, people talk about Matthew Stafford winning that you know championship with the Rams right after he left the Lions. I mean, Jared Goff is playing just – I'd say he's played better than Matt Ryan since they left. I mean, I don't know. You, you Obviously, Matt Stafford won the trade. He went on a better team, a team that's more built ready to win. But he hasn't outplayed Jared Goff. Maybe the Lions kind of you know made the most of it. So it's, it's kind of my take. It's interesting, but Lions, they're, they're looking scary. Um, scary good, but put them against maybe another defense. I don't know. Who have they played so far? I know they have been putting up numbers, but I haven't been looking into it that much. Um, Vikings, you know, I, I people would differ with me. We got a lot of Viking fans, McKinley, but they, they don't have the best defense. Commanders, they're, they're nothing. Eagles, you know, that's a great, that's, I like the Eagles defense. 35 against the Eagles is really good. And yeah, I get that that's they haven't played the best defenses yet. They play the Patriots next week. I'd like to see how they do in that. Um but yeah, they are looking they're looking kind of feisty right now. Where um kind of like what I was talking about with North Carolina last week. By the way, it should be it should be a felony for losing that spread. They, I mean, I, I took the over in that game. It was 53. They scored 41 themselves and gave up 10. I think that uh, 
their defense was listening to me talk shit, and they're like, oh, yeah, let's piss off Travis by winning by a lot and actually not letting them score points. It was it was a felony, a misdemeanor at least for not covering that spread when their offense scores 41. That's about the amount most overs are. And they – oh, my God, dude, that was – that was stupid. Anyways, that's just a little bit of a rant. Um, the Lions versus the Patriots next week. I think that could be a good matchup. Maybe, you know, maybe that is going to be points galooza. Um, they're going to score a lot of points. They got Zappy. Zappy hour coming in uh, versus the Lions. It's might be a fun game. I've got, it's definitely a game I'll watch in my schedule. Uh, just moving over, different game we want to talk about real fast. The Bucks Chiefs. Yeah. Those Bucks, I... I think this might be Tom Brady's last year after the season he's having. He might lose his team and his wife. Have you been hearing? Um, I'm gonna. Uh, no, I'm not gonna get into that. But there's Twitter's talking about Pete Davidson trying to find Giselle, which is Tom Brady's wife. How dope would that be? I mean, we were just talking about Patriot quarterbacks, and I mean, Pete Davidson does not fit that category. But I like the idea of Pete Davidson just fucking every celebrity. That goes viral. I, I like that idea. I mean, Kanye, one of the biggest people in the rap game, all of a sudden he breaks up with Kim Kardashian. Pete Davidson's there. Um, you know, Ariana Grande starts getting popular. Who does she date? Pete Davidson. I, I like this. I mean, Twitter's just talking shit at this point, but I don't know, man. I, uh, I'm all for it. Giselle and uh, Pete Davidson. I'm, I'm about you see that. Antonio Brown's post there with Giselle there right before their game too. <laughs> They're going to fight for him. They're going to fight for him a little bit. I, I'd like to see that drama. Um, maybe Pete Davidson needs to be a little bit more vocal on his Instagram. I don't know. Shoot a shot a little bit. I think that'd be fun. But yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, Buccaneers, have, they're still going to be a decent team. They'll put some stuff together. Chiefs look really good. I am... I was kind of putting them lower top tier last week. They're top tier. We we can't forget how good Pat Mahomes is. He just basically makes that team. You could give, just like Aaron Rodgers, um, Aaron Rodgers is on steroids with his uh, lack of off, of his lack of wide receivers this year. And Pat Mahomes has a lot of weapons yet, even though he lost his biggest over the offseason. Well, I mean, maybe you could argue Travis Kelsey's his biggest target. But, I mean, he's so good. Uh, did you see that one throw? What were you talking about? Uh, the one. That 360? No, it wasn't his 360. He was running a little bit, and he kind of did a kind of an underhand. It, was, it wasn't a sidearm, but. Man, he uh, he was looking like he was about to run, and then he just kind of like tossed it up. Kind of whipped it out. If you get on ESPN, look up the SC Top 10. I think he made it again. I mean, he has one of those throws about every week, though, so I can understand how you don't remember it. But it was all over Instagram. I I don't think I watched this game. We were on the road back, and I was listening to the Packer pregame or the Packer post game for about the whole first half, and then I put on the – what was it? I found it on like an AM radio station. At that point, the Chiefs were already up by quite a bit, and it was just the Buccaneers probably playing against some prevent defense. So I didn't see much of it, but I uh, I heard the whole second half on the radio, and man, Chiefs look really good. Buccaneers, I think they'll pull it together. Really surprised that they put up 41 points against that defense, though. I mean, Buccaneers have a great defense, and Pat Mahomes just kind of did his thing. 
All right. Well, um, any other games you wanted to touch on before we go to what's hot and what's not? Uh, well, I get pretty good. I just want to do a shout out. Half my fantasy team seems to be the Falcons, and they had a good dub this <laughs> week against the Hurting Browns. I tried getting sold on these guys. You weren't, and I told you before the game. I go, you know, I think they got – they got some tools to be one of the – defense, not so much, but their offense can be one of those high-scoring offenses, I feel like. Who do you have? They got – Kyle Pitts or what? I got – now I got Mariota. I got Cordell, and I got the old Cooster. <laughs> That's a lot of players from the same team. You know, and I didn't even really intend it to be that. <laughs> I, didn't notice, I didn't notice I did that till after my draft, but – Dak went out, so I had to pick up Mariota. And then, yeah. well, Patterson was good. And I just noticed that Koo was available on waivers and someone dropped him. I think he's one of the best kickers in the game, so I had to pick him up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he is one of the best. I think he his name was at the top of the leaderboard. for. Um, remember they kept on showing up kicking stats at Lambeau Field on the Jumbotron? Yeah. He was either one or two. On that, I can't remember how they sorted him out and ranked him, but he was one or two. So yeah, he's definitely one of the best. Um, it was it was a good game. Their uh, Falcons have always been kind of a great offensive team and never a great defense. But I don't know. Uh, I, I don't, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think they'll be much. But hey, they might be a good fantasy grab because they might put up some points against some people. All right. Let's uh, let's go to what's hot and what's not. Starting with you, McKinley. Who's your what's hot of the week? Do you know what's hot right now? You know we're looking at was it October fourth? I gotta say, some Oktoberfest beer is very much hot this time of year. You know the Samuel Adams or Lightning Googles. You take your pick. It's uh, it's definitely one of those things you gotta grab this time of the year. I'm actually drinking one as we're talking right now. Oh, you're shitting me, dude. I'm drinking no, water. I'm How are you? I told you I wasn't gonna drink for about two weeks, man. I might actually try this. I might try. You no, know, I told days. my dad the exact same thing, and then I said I got home from work. I opened the fridge to grab some supper, and I said, you know, a few of these look good. <laughs> I I don't know, dude. It kind of Wisconsin kind of fucked me up a little bit. I mean, those curds, everything we ate was, like, deep fat fried. We had a I'm, lot I'm of being, grease going on there. Oh, my God, dude. All we had was, like, alcohol and deep fat fried food. I don't know how Wisconsin people, like, continue to live because there wasn't that many other options outside of that. And I don't know, man. I actually have honestly been eating fish, chicken, rice. Like, I've been eating kind of healthy lately. I've been trying to push that a little bit, and I think that – when I woke up, I actually felt bloated and like shit. So, and this was on this was on the day of the game. I had a Bloody Mary and a beer, a couple beers before the game. But man, dude, I uh, it kind of hit me. My I, I felt like my liver was beating. It was that bad. So, um, I, I guess a lot of my family does watch this, so I shouldn't be going too in depth about that. But yeah, um, I, I can see that. Uh, it's been out, yeah, with October starting, a nice solid beer here and there. Um, shout out one of my friends. He actually started his own craft beer uh, podcast, Gage Thompson. So, uh, Craft Brew Collective, if you guys, you know, if you guys are interested in craft beer at all, give that a look. So, yeah, awesome. That is what's hot. I can totally feel that. 
actually we started off with a bang because it was October 1st when we were drinking our Oktoberfest and went to Titletown Brewery on uh, Saturday. So good shout out. Um, my what's hot is four day work weeks. I, uh, I, <laughs> I have not worked a five day week in about a month. I made the mistake of telling my boss that and I felt, I felt bad about it after, but it's corporate America. So they'll live without me and life goes on. But yeah, I am tired. I'm getting to the point where I'm just using up PTO and I think I'm going to pull a office space if you've ever seen that. And I think I might just, you know, I'm trying a five day work week at, I, I didn't work yesterday, so it won't be till next week that I'm planning my first five day work week. I don't know how that's going to go, to be honest. I think I might pull an office space and just quit work. Not quit work, but, um, you know, just stop going to work. Maybe just focus on my pod full time. <laughs> no, no, I, uh, I don't know, dude. Four-day work weeks are in right now. Uh, it's closing in on the end of the year. I just got to use them because otherwise I lose them. So, yeah, that's my shout-out. Uh, what about your not? What's not for the you week? Know, do you know what's not hot right now is I went grocery shopping the other day, and there's already Christmas decorations out. That's not too hot. We're looking at October. You got to get through Halloween. You got to get through Thanksgiving. It's yeah. there's a time you put your tree up. You get your decorations after Thanksgiving. You know, it's not hot. I can feel that, but I don't know. I, I'd actually rather just skip through Thanksgiving and go straight to Christmas because I don't know. There's something about it that's definitely actually no. It's my second favorite holiday behind the binge shrinking that occurs on the Fourth of July. Um, there's nothing like a summer day on the lake, which I do about every Fourth of July. But Christmas is like a really close second. So, I mean, why don't we, if it makes us happy, I don't know. I get the shade. People do it every time around this year. But I don't know. I might disagree a little bit, McKinley. I, uh, okay, I like Christmas. Well, what do you got for your nut? Oh, yeah. Um, it's actually – so I'm, I'm, I might just my, – my knot is A.B., but we already kind of talked about him a little bit. He's did two big things. He actually was nude in a – public pool. And I think that that was the biggest Antonio Brown news story I've seen in the past year. So it was awesome. And then to top it all off, he also does that thing with Tom Brady, who's arguably a supporter of him. So (laughs) AB, Antonio Brown's just kind of doing Antonio Brown stuff. Because we already talked about it, um, I'm going to go with my backup because I didn't know if you were going to pick Antonio Brown too. He's kind of like the biggest news story he's been the, the biggest news of the weekend or yeah. what no he actually is um kim kardashian is what's not um and also not gonna lie i think it's a bit of a power move i don't know if i can truly put what's not for antonio brown so i'm gonna truly go with kim kardashian on this um we talked about lover boy pete davidson he has a of course he has a tattoo with kim you know kim kardashian but he is getting it removed. There's murmurs all over the stratosphere about Pete Davidson giving up his tattoo, which I think said something about a lawyer. He's my lawyer. She's my lawyer. And she's was, my lawyer or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Did you hear, you heard about I, this too? I heard about that. Yep. Dude, Pete Davidson. He's kind of, I, I like Pete. He's funny. I listen to uh, his comedy every once in a while. It also, I mean, he's, he's just laying pipe on some, really attractive celebrity. So I feel like we can't not call him a guy when he's kind of doing everything we need to. And I dudes mean, will be dudes and he's uh, a dude. 
dude, he, I don't know how he does it. I've even asked like numerous dates in the past year, like, what is it about him? And some people say it's that he's funny, but I think I'm funny too, but I also don't get Kim Kardashian and Ariana Grande. So I'm just really excited to see who the next person is. But no, uh, for this one, what's not is Kim K because I'm on Pete Davidson's side right now. Pete? Yeah, King Pete, baby. Um, I can get behind that. Yeah, King of the Tattoos too. He's got a ton of them. And I think I read that he's doing it for a lot of tattoos though too. Um, he's trying a new clean shaved uh, or a new, you know, clean look maybe. Um, not sure about it. I kind of like that he has a little bit of edge to him, but I don't know. I, I, I'll support him anyways. So, yeah, that is my what's not. Last thing of the day, um, we're also closing in on the hour. We're going to go a little bit over, but we also wanted to talk about vacation a little bit. We have the, uh, the people's top ten. We're ending it with that today. Last week was uh, the first people's top 10 that we had, and we're going to build off that a little bit today. So starting at number one, we have no longer Georgia, but Alabama. Roll tie. Um, they did pretty good. Bryce Young actually kind of looks like he might be Heisman two times in a two years, but I don't know. Um, I, I'm rolling with Bama right now. They also are kind of covering the spread and having fun with it. Number two is Kansas Jayhawks football school. Um, they are my, they are my system play for this next coming week, Kansas. It was plus seven or plus seven and a half. I'll look at it a little bit later. Um, awesome. I love them. Game day's even going to Lawrence. They know they're a football school. Number three is Ohio State. They look really good. I think they're also really fun to watch, so they're my number three. Um, Georgia, and it's not because it, – Georgia is number four, and it's not because of what you think. They are actually an under machine right now. They are 5-0 and at the under. So you say that they're not good, but they actually – their defense might be that good. So – they're they're two and three at the spread this year, but they're five and zero oh at the under. So I mean they're bound to have an over one day, but for right now they're kind of the kings of the under. So look into that how you please. I'm not liable for any uh you know any lost money, but I'm just telling you what the numbers say as of today, on October fourth. So number five, James Madison University, undefeated at the spread. It's good. They're also really fun to watch, and I. I think they have a dog as a mascot. I think it's the Duke, so that's pretty cool. That gets bonus points to me. Uh, number six, I did let Oklahoma be number six, so the people's top ten actually likes Oklahoma a little bit more than the AP top ten. I think they're number seven right now, but they, that was that was such a fun ball game versus Baylor. We talked about it, but I really like them. Also, they have the mullet, so that's pretty fucking cool. TCU, number seven. 4-0 at the spread. By the way, you'll notice that I am. You can tell that the people are really liking Big 12 as of this coming week. Might not be next week, but they are this week. Number 8, Syracuse. They might be a football school. 4-1 at the spread. Um, nobody really cares about their real record, but football school. I don't know, maybe. Um, UCLA, awesome game to watch. Um, their game on Friday, it was worth every second of staying up till about 11, 12 o'clock. Such a fun game, high-powered offense. Um, 
their overs are really high. I'm not telling you to bet on the over because Pac-10, like, you know, that conference in general always has really high scoring, and Vegas knows it too. So be careful with it, but not a, you'll be in for a good football game. That's all I got to say. Fun, high-scoring game. Penn State at number 10. That uh, I'm not going to talk too much about that. They're good against the spread this year. They're undefeated, and they're a Big Ten team, and I think that we needed a Big Ten team in there. <laughs> um, outside of Ohio State, the Big Ten's just too good not to have one, but they also are not that fun to watch this year. I mean, Wisconsin's usually a really good team to watch, and they fired their coach already, so... Anyways, receiving votes, um, you're going to like this one, McKinley. Western Illinois, they had their first cover of the week. I was debating on them being dog of the week, but, I mean, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Right now, they're receiving some votes for next week. We'll see how uh, they respond. We actually have our, uh, our good friend Drew, who definitely played a part in them getting in shape and ready to you know, fight up against South Dakota State that past week. Uh, who will I remind you? Though Iowa's offense is not that good, they uh, you know they almost beat Iowa. A couple field goals and a safety difference. I mean, might have been a different game, uh, or two safeties actually in a field goal. That was such a weird game. Uh, and the the other team receiving votes right now is Army um, because it's America right now, and they are receiving votes this week. They're not in the top ten, but maybe one day. Until then, they'll keep receiving votes. That is the people's top 10. And uh, that is, uh, let me know what you think. I think that the people spoke pretty well this week, but I don't know. Um, it's bound to change. Depends on how people do if they come to play. And God, TCU or Kansas not is probably not going to be in the top 10 next week. That's crazy to think. Um, both undefeated you know, one at the of them's spread. I know. One's got to go out. One of them has to lose. Um, more pressures on TCU right now because they're higher favorites. So who's going to cover? I don't know. We'll see. All right. Before we take off, uh, you got any locks for next week, McKinley? Did you take a look at the so board yet? So I got yet? two locks. I got an NFL and I got a college football. So going into NFL first, we're going to look at the Chargers and the Browns game, and I got the Chargers minus three. Really? You know, okay. they're pretty beat up and hurt, but it's looking like Keenan Allen after five weeks, after week one's finally going to be returning and help out my fantasy team a little more and give a few weeks here for good old Herbert's ribs to recover, and they need a big bounce back game, <laughs> I feel like. You know, this week they won, but they're all beat up. and Get them in. I got a minus three against the Browns. I'm not sold on the Browns either. When I'm going for college, we're looking at Indiana, Michigan. I'm looking at Indiana plus twenty-two. I'm not sold in Michigan being a. I'm not looking. I'm not sold on Michigan know. being a top four team. Is it? It's in Ann Arbor, isn't it? I I didn't look that far into it, but oh. I'm seeing Indiana's not as bad as they are, and Michigan's not as good as people think they are. And I think we're gonna have a. I'm not saying Michigan's going to win it. I'm going to say Indiana's not going to lose by 22. Hmm, okay. All right. Uh, that's a that's a four score games. What that is. All right. Um, I will. I actually went. I did not have any that correlated with you, but I did have one of my locks as a very high spread. Stay with me. Bama minus 24. They're my. They're the people's number one team right now in the nation. 
and they're playing Texas A&M at home. If you remember right, Alabama lost to Texas A&M last year in a heartbreaker. And I have been seeing a little bit from, you know, Twitter and even Nick Saban, who is very nonchalant about stuff, put a little bit of a press in about how, you know, he didn't forget the game. I mean, Nick Saban's so fucking good. They're going to kill this game. This is not going to be a game. It's going to be three touchdowns before Texas A&M even realizes the game started. It's not going to be close. I, I like them to win by more than 24 points. At home against Texas A&M. And uh, the other college football game is my system play. Guys, I, I'm not that – I don't know about this, but I do have Kansas plus seven, again, at TCU. Remember, it's not at Lawrence. It's at TCU, but I like them, man. I'm rolling with the football school. More than anything, I just – I want to root for them. So I got them as my system play. You can call the lock, but – I don't feel comfortable doing it. It's a, it's a system play, and I'm two for four with system plays, so use that information as you want. As I said, I'm a math guy, but the numbers kind of I, – I, I want the numbers to be right so bad. It's not that the numbers are telling me that. It's more that I'm putting a little bit of emotion into this one. It's getting personal to me, and I really don't want Texas Christian to cover a touchdown. Um, for the NFL, I have Titans two and a half at D.C., Commanders are just really bad, and Mike Vrabel, um, Texas, I mean Titans, they're a lot better than they Vegas is giving them credit for. They're going to turn it around. They're a good team. I, I like them two and a half. All they need is a field goal to cover at D.C., who they don't give Carson Wentz more than about two seconds in the pocket. They don't stand a chance against the Titans. The other one is uh, I love the Eagles. They're not going to cover next week. Cards, plus five at Philly. Yes, I know it's at Philly, but the Cardinals, I mean, let's, I mean, I can see this game starting out Eagles being up about 24 to three and then prevent defense does their thing. And Kyler Murray is just good enough and short enough to do his thing where he gets them within like a touchdown. I don't know. I, I think they're, I like it. I have a feeling that they have the potential to win and Eagles are bound to have kind of a competitive game coming up. Um, they haven't really faced too much with uh, close games. And I don't know, Cardinals are good. I'd like to see it be a close game. So I like them within five against Philly. All right, that is uh, going to conclude episode two of Untitled, sponsored and presented by TDF3 Corp. Um, as I said, uh, thank you for joining McKinley. Uh, I, hey, I do appreciate it. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. You are the first guest on this podcast. I'm hoping there's a lot more, but uh, I do appreciate you spending a little bit of time talking sports, talking a little bit of pop culture, hyping up Pete Davidson, and talking about Antonio Brown. So thank you. Thank you very much. All Thanks right. for having me. Yeah, this will this will conclude episode two. It is October fourth. Um, until next week, guys. Good luck this weekend, and uh, I hope all your teams win.